Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health. And I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast. So please get in touch with us via Manon and Verclyde on social media. Um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email, just type in support at manoninverclyde.com. Our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to The Gallant Few, um, live tonight on the Monday Night Show. Um, with me tonight we've got Colin, we've got David and we've got Mason and we'll be talking all things Rangers. Um, first of all, Colin, how was your weekend mate? Oh, what a weekend I had. Um, losing staunch points here, visiting my partner in Dublin. Um, she was doing a half marathon on Saturday. She managed to time it um, while Rangers were playing. So in the middle of the field in Buckingham County, Clare, and I was watching the game on his goal on my phone, cutting in and out. Um, I managed to get a signal for the second half, but missed most of the first half. Hey, what a gather. That was, um, that was a bonus. So all in all, a good weekend, mate. Sounds good, mate. Um, sounds good. Going over to the, the mighty David Pollock. How are we, David? Smashing, Craig, yeah. I wish I was in County Clare for the first half on Saturday because uh, that sounds much more fun. No, but, but we got the result in the end. So, yeah, good good to be back on. Matters Rangers. It's close to my heart. Perfect, big guy. And the handsome Mason sporting the lovely new orange strip. Uh, sporting his new tan as well, straight from where were you, Mason? Uh, Italy, Lake, Lake Garda last week. Uh, tan's wearing off though, it's just sunburn, mate, to be fair. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, really, uh, same as same with Davey. Uh, pleased we got the three points in the end Saturday. Was, was you know, was wishing the season was, uh, didn't come back uh, at half one on Saturday. I was going through the motions, but um, yeah, delighted we got the three points in the end. 
Nice man, you can't hide money like Garda. Eh? <laughs> I wish, mate, I wish. <laughs> and the new tap as well, man, you're just showing off. Listen, Orange Top needs to get bought, doesn't it? You know what I mean? My name's Mason, I've got, I've got to be going in Orange Top. <laughs> so, um, mentioning the, the first half, um, and specifically the weekend, guys. Um, I know, Colin, you can't really comment on what you didn't see, but um, David, what, what did you make of the kind of start of the season, starting off with the first half against Livingston? Well, the, the statistics, you know, of the match on Saturday kind of speak for themselves, but uh, in sa- the first half was quite frustrating in that, you know, we were doing that horseshoe malarkey again, you know, without actually making any kind of incisive passes into the box, getting Cholak involved because that, that boy is clearly a striker, but he's going to be relying on the service, you know, from, from the midfield and from, from out wide. Gave the guy absolutely nothing, of course, and then we, we do the, we've carried on the wee habit of shooting ourselves in the foot, so, you know, which uh, to give ourselves maybe the wake-up call, but we didn't seem to respond to that. You know, we lots of possession. You know, the possession on Saturday, it's 83% 17. So you can pretty much know how this game was going. But we need to be a wee bit more creative, a wee bit more up the tempo. But certainly uh, in the second half, things were much better, much better. And uh, we, we started to get shots on target, you know. So And then, and then eventually we, we got the goals, which... Uh, you would, you would have thought, you know, there was the, the wee moment, you know, oh, it's going to be one of those days. But I, I was I was quite confident that we would eventually get break, make the breakthrough and, and he pressed the way did. So, yippee-doo-daddy. I, I was going to repeat that back. I probably wouldn't be able to get away with that one. Um, do you know, I was I was really concerned in the first half. Um, I think you know, Rangers water-type stuff where, like, you... Basically, catastrophizes everything. Um, when it's really the first game of the season, there's a, a, few, a fair few players on the park that um, have never really properly played together in any competitive games. Um, we're obviously trying to do new styles. It was, I, I, I mean, I'd put it in the chat. It was the side to side passing, um, and that what you said there, David, about the lack of creativity. Um, nothing really going through the middle, it was side to side and then it was crosses, but um, very similar to yourself, but Cola is just, um, you can tell he's a player, you can tell that if you give him the service, he's, he's going to be able to get goals. Um, was there any kind of particular positives that you took from the, the first half, apart from obviously you said the possession? Uh, well, I think that we just kept at it, you know, we, we've got, the, the players, the attitude of the players, you know, that was uh, we just kept plugging away, plugging away, and you know, and and in the second half, clearly we'd uh, sorted a few things out at half time, and it, it was from the, the get go in the second half, it looks much better. Clearly, the subs make a difference. I think the five substitutions, you know, per, per game is going to suit Rangers because the the strength of the squad that we have, you know, Gio's got a few uh, aces up his sleeve, you know, making wee tweaks and and how the things going. The wee concern, you know, for me watching that on Saturday is that we're going to come up against that formation most weeks. You know, it's games at Ibrox and away games, you know, there's, so the, the numbers of, you know, where someone's going to come and have a go at Rangers is, is probably limited to them. So uh, maybe a couple of away games, you know, my Petaudry, gosh, if they ever, ever get their arse act together. Uh, maybe Dundee United, you know, teams who will have a go at you. But games at Ibrox, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we're get Kilmarnock next week, and uh, it's look, you just know already, it's uh, what, what's going to happen because you can see in, on Saturday when the Rangers are in possession of the ball, you know, in the first half, and we're doing the passes across the pitch. There's there's ten of the eleven uh, Livingston players in front of the player with the ball, you know, so we've got our work cut out, but so. We need to find a way to just cut through that, and uh, and once we've we've done that, we'll have uh, things will be a lot easier for Rangers. But we, uh, we we need to work on that. The first half looked like we would we we'd never seen this before, but we uh, obviously made a Scott Arfield. You saw because I put on the chat, you know, we need runners, we need movement in the box, uh, and 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 that's it's the movement that defeats all of that because. 
while you're just pumping cross balls into them, they're just heading them out. You know, the old Livingston defence will do that all day. You need to uh, be uh, smarter than that. But we eventually got there. So I was delighted with that. And, and it was good. I mean, it's, it's the bus thing, eh? You don't you wait all that time for one and then two come together. I think uh, Livingston knew in their heart of hearts at that point that it was, uh, the ball was burst for them. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I think as well, before I uh, get a rocking off of uh, Colin, who's doing the administration tonight, um, if anyone wants to share any comments or anything like that, just stick it in the box below, guys. Um, more than happy to share your thoughts as we're kind of going along the, the pod tonight as well. Um, Mason, over to yourself. Um, obviously, a lot more positive in the second half, bud. Yeah, we, we I think the change at half-time made a big difference. Tillman coming on for, for Wright. I didn't think Wright uh, had a good game at all. I think, again, he's gone, got, went back into his, his shell. Probably like a lot lot of the play, forward players in the first half. Um, you know, to be fair, the boy he should have got the boy sent off. The, the, the Livingston left back should have been off. So, but yeah, Tillman made a big difference. Just just went in the hole. I think I think he's more of a natural number ten. Uh, you know, Lawrence as well as he done in preseason planning there. He did uh, for Derby play off the left. So, you know, it's, it, you know him as well making his debut for us um, at Livingston. You know, that's a bit of an eye opener, isn't it? Um, but yeah, we come out. We looked a lot better. Say Tillman. Um, Tavernier was was better. Uh, even Kent Kent come alive, and I thought he was really disappointing in the first half. Um, but the big the big change in the second half for me is Arfield for Kamara. Something we spoke about um, on Thursday was you know how we was going to set up in midfield, and we just don't need two number fours, number sixes away at Livingston. It's just not needed. It's far too slow, and and Kamara will be someone that first name on the team sheet tomorrow, which is which is mental. But uh, away at Livingston domestically, I just I just don't think he's he's the man that that, that should be, you know, playing uh, for us there. Yeah, I would totally agree. Um, do you know when Rangers bring in new players, particularly in the last few years? Um, I think they've always kind of maybe struggled with the intensity and the, the aggression in the game. Um, the first ten minutes with Tillman, it was pretty evident that the guy was up for a battle. Um, he was—you could tell as well that he was—he was quite eager to please the fans, um, which can also go against players as well. Because if you try too much, it tends to obviously go against you sometimes. But um, he didn't. For me, I didn't see him touching the ball too much. But it was the movement that, like, caused the defence to just like get torn apart. Um, and then, like you said, it enabled the likes of Kent to get in. Um, I mean, a, a lot of comparisons are made to, to Aribo with Tillman. Um, I would say that Tillman definitely, on first viewing, a lot more direct. Um, Aribo probably nine times out of ten would always turn his back on players and want to kind of try and find a pass where it looks like Tillman wants to go for it, um, which is exciting, really, really exciting. Um, and it gives us that option. But um, was there ever any concern in the second half, Mason because I was certainly getting to that point where I'm going, is this going to be one of these games? Yeah, listen, when Tillman actually misses the chance uh, from Barisic, um, Barisic hits the bar and then it comes out and I don't know how he doesn't score um, and obviously the offside goal which to me it's not inconclusive as uh, Andy Walker said, it's, for me it's, it's onside so when that didn't go in I did think no, it's going to be one of them games but credit to the players, they, they, they didn't stop um, Trying and I think it's a great ball from Kent for for the equaliser, um, and then and then you know the, the support straight away responds and you just felt like a goal was coming. Didn't expect it to come uh, a minute and a half later, mind you. But um, you know ta- what can we say? I'm just running out of things to say about Tavernier. All four of us on here Thursday night, just you know, and then he goes and does you know pulls that out of the bag, um, and you know, and I didn't actually for the first time sort of watching us away from home and we've come back uh, under Geo last season, we dropped points when we, we took the lead. I, I felt very comfortable. Um, and, and as Davey alluded to, I think the five subs helps, you know, right, as soon as Ryan Jack comes on the pitch, you know, we kept the ball for two or three minutes and he, he was instrumental in that. So, um, and I'm really pleased with the second half performance and, and character shown so, so early on. Yeah, totally, man. Um, I think I'd, I'd posted in the group chat as well about the, the reaction of particularly Lindstrom in the second goal. Um, he went absolutely bananas. Um, but having watched it back a few times, like the the full team, you could tell how much it 
properly meant to them. And I think it's obviously been drilled into the new players as well how important it is to win every single game. Um, Colin, I know you never seen much of it, but um, what was your kind of take from the game, bud? So I, I did see most of the second half, and I, I punished myself um, when I rolled back to the, the flat. I, I watched the I watched the first half back um, um, as much as I could. Um, I think second half. Um, my biggest takeaway is again how how good how good Geo and the management team are in in game changes. Um, uh, Mason, Dave, and yourself have all said that the, the subs changed. The Arfield coming on for the goal, um, Tillman coming off at half time, even Sands coming on. Um, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like a Hibs fan and uh, celebrate a, a fucking pass that didn't come to anything. But see that cross, cross field uh, ball Sands played uh, right to the feet of Tavernier. That was beautiful. Um, but every every sub brought something different. Um, I, I think that's what I really like about the signings this summer. Um, it's, we've got we've got depth in in all the right areas that we needed, but everybody brings something a bit different. Tillman is something a bit different for Lawrence. Um, you know, Matondo is obviously he's going to add a few different a few more skill set for right. Um, and Cholak is completely different for Morelos. Um, I thought I don't know. I'm always glass half full, but when we when we Kicked off the second half, apart from maybe the first five ten minutes, I thought it was just a matter of time until Rangers got the goal. Um, I thought Kent was excellent in the second half; he didn't stop trying. And I know we say it time and time again in this podcast that Ryan Kent, the minimum you've got to get is one hundred and ten percent effort. That's the difference between him and the short right, for example. When it's no working for him, he's got to go back time and time again. And he got he should have had two assists. Um, so it was a beautiful ball in for Cholak and then. A dynamite ball for um, Arfield. Um, so, aye, it's as David Paul says, it's not quite heating the oven time yet. Um, first game back, a lot of a few debuts, three points on the board, back up the road. I'm going to use that as a talk about this call. So, see, at least more seen as not the Rangers way to moan about the scenes and stuff that we leave that to the other side of Glasgow to do that. And, make out as if there's conspiracies and stuff, but um, having this as one of the last games, um, or it should be one of the last games with Bar, um, when you look back at this game, and we're, we're looking back at maybe the first half being a bit of a kind of negative, a bit of a damp squib, but in reality, um, over the piece, in the first half they should be down to, a, down to 10 men, and then within the first 10 minutes we should have been one each and it's a completely different game when they're down to 10 men and you're, you've are you actually scored pretty quick. One of your new players has scored a, an absolute screamer. One of your players that struggles with assists and getting numbers up has crossed an absolute minty ball in. How important do you think that VAR is going to be to our season in comparison to what happened last season? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be huge. The only the difficulty is that it's, it's going to come in halfway through the season. Um, but I think we said roughly the same thing last time. This is the time to point out the inconsistency in refereeing after we've won. And time and time again last season, we called out poor decision after poor decision after we've won. This isn't the silver grapes. This is calling out that the standard of refereeing is terrible up here. VAR will be... VAR will be huge. It will cut out so many errors um, and it will support referees who really do need it. And we're not asking for we're not asking for Rangers to be refereed any differently or to get the rub of the green. We're just asking for fair officiating. My only my only concern is it's still the same idiots <laughs> that are going to be using VAR. Um and that'll well will cut out a lot of errors. There'll still be a lot of stuff that they that they need to get right, but won't. Um, and I, I don't really know. I think it's VAR's a, VAR is a very first step, but I think a complete overhaul has to be looked at how you how you train referees, how you support them. I mean, right now, if a referee has a bad game, he gets shunned down to the championship for like a two-week hiatus, still gets paid, still gets good money, then back up once everybody's forgot. That's not supporting the teams. That's not supporting him. Can you imagine your work... Um, 
like I'm in work to do, you know what I mean? <laughs> if my boss walked in and said, Come wait in for PDM doing a podcast, they don't tell me to go and like hide for two weeks, you know, I get my I get my ass handy to me, and rightly so. Um there's no there's nothing like that for the refs up here. To be fair, Colin's actually a doctor and one of the main I'm only kept on, he's not actually. Uh, just put that <laughs> um Davey, you've obviously followed um, Rangers for a wee bit longer than, than us uh, pups in the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've only, I can only really go back to the kind of Willie Young um, era, the, the, the Hugh Dallas kind of times. Was it any better back in the day, or has it just always been like? The, I mean, I was watching the. the the press conference earlier, and one of the journalists actually said to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst um, that the fourth, uh, the fourth official had actually spoke to their captain, Livingston's captain, said make a substitution. Like, see, even if that happens in a school football team, I'm going like that. That's embarrassing, but that's actually our Premier League officiating. Um, it's like for people looking outside, looking into our league, it must be like this is embarrassing, man. Yeah, it's uh, I'm at half hour, but I mean, there's always been, you know, the, I mean, the 1989 Scottish Cup final when Rangers were uh, given a throw and Celtic took the throw, uh, and eventually uh, scored a goal from it, and and nothing happened. They 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 took a throw which was awarded to Rangers. Roy Aiken picks up the ball, takes the throw, and the ref says play on, and they ended up scoring from it. It's so we've been here a long time in terms of uh, the standard of refereeing in Scotland, but. <clears throat> I think with the introduction of VAR, what they've always shielded themselves with, you know, is the ref's got to make an instant decision. You know, he's, he doesn't have the benefit of replays. Well, that's gone. Now he does have the benefit of replays, you know, for, you know, the, the, the offside goal on Saturday. So that, so their ability to hide is, is going to be uh, vastly removed because someone who's, who's reviewed that from several angles and has the technology to, to, to check whether he's on, so that that's just disappears. So Rangers and and attacking teams, I would guess, you know, will be the main beneficiaries of that. The so, and the the, off, the the decision, you know, to uh, suggest that that guy ought to be, uh, you know, substituted. You know, he's 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 treading a fine line. He's he's be going off very soon. You want to giving you the the opposition some the option to do something about it. That's that's for friendlies and you know pre-season games. That's uh, does not uh, should not exist in a competitive match. It's not the referee's job to be uh, managing Livingston's team. So that, that's just a shocker. You know how how he he should be answerable for that. That's just uh, that's outrageous. He's a he's a, a objective bystander for these games. He doesn't get involved in team decisions. But, but well, clearly he does. But he shouldn't. Yeah, Mason. For, for any new listeners, um, if you haven't already guessed, Mason's from England. Um, if you hadn't already guessed with the accent, Mason, see down south. What's the kind of feeling on that at the moment? Is it something that's still welcomed, or is it seen more of a hindrance? I still think it's 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 not well received. It's one of them ones though. Like you know, at the start, it, everyone hated it, but see when. You know, one of my mates, the Tottenham or, or West Ham, I'll see if they get a decision from it. It's the it's the best thing ever. See if a decision goes against it. It's the worst. And we're going to be the same. Like, you know, the, the thing that worries me, you know, when 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 uh, we score against them and, you know, the, the feeling you get and, and the euphoria, that's going to get taken away now because it, it, it happened last season uh, against Leipzig for me. The, the, the first goal that Tavernier scores at the back post, I didn't celebrate because I, I thought he was offside. I just... Just thought I was going to get ruled out, and uh, and it just killed it. Just killed it a little bit. So, you know that that was that's one thing about VAR that you know speaking to my mates and 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 going through it in, in Europe last season. Um, but I, we definitely need it. I think I think that you know I think as the thing is with with Premier League especially they've got money to keep improving it, and and they'll make mistakes and they'll go right next time we're going to improve on it. But see see up there, it's going to be completely different, isn't it? You know. I, I was reading that, so we're not going to have it in for the next Old Firm game when we go to Parkhead, but they want it in place for the time that they play us at Ibrox. And that just kind of sums it up, really, didn't it? So, um, you know, and, and talking about the, the two yellows that the Livingston uh, left-back should have got, um, VAR can't get involved with that. So we're still going to have 
referees like Don Robertson just making honest mistakes. Um, so it doesn't solve everything, but I think it definitely, definitely helps uh, a lot. Brilliant. Um, okay, okay. So I'd mentioned there about the press conference. Um, there was a bit to to go over with the the injury front. Morelos isn't um, travelling. Kent isn't travelling. Um, I think from the press conference, the main thing that I took was Conor Goldson. Uh, Conor Goldson made two statements today. Um, the way that obviously John Suter um, has been criticised quite heavily um, in the, the fan media and stuff by supporters um, and he also made a comment about <coughs> basically this is the strongest Rangers team he's ever, he's ever played in. I, I think he kind of specified it wasn't the strongest 11, it was the strongest 22. Um, what's your kind of take on that, on the kind of comments Colin? Um, I know he, he kind of went back a bit on the the fans a wee bit um, and gave them a bit of leniency when he said it's expected when you play for a club like Rangers. Um, I thought they were quite strong words from the big guy. Aye, just in the sort of comments, first of all, that's leadership. That's, you know, that is a, a leader stepping up, helping out somebody who's had a, like, let, we can't cover it up. He's, he's had a poor debut. Um, at the same time, we, we, we we're mental to write him off. Um, and I think that's just the nature of being a football fan. You're dealing absolutes at times. But, um, so, well, we can't write him off. He, he has had a bad game and the vice captains came out and publicly backed him. And that's, that'll do wonders for John Suter's confidence and uh, knowing that, um, knowing that Conor Golson and, I dare say, the rest of the team publicly have his back because you'll be hearing it in the training ground. Don't worry, John, or, you know, we've got you, blah, 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 pick yourself back up. But to go in the press conference, well, to see and back him, I think that's huge. And that's, uh, that's the stuff you get with, with Conor Golson. And I like how he, um, uh, I don't know if it was a wee jib or not when he says he, he's been written off plenty of times. Um, so I'm glad he, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he listens at least. But um, he's right. I mean, how many times have we said, right, he's done now when he get him to And here he is. But he's still the biggest summer signing for, for most. Um, in terms of the, the strongest squad that he's been playing with, that's, that, that's nice to hear. Um, that is good. And I think it's probably all what A, we're wanting to hear and B, what we're, what, what, what we are predicting with this transfer window, this has been the first window in a long time where all the signings are realistically challenging for a first team place. Um, because for the last three, four years, Gerard and then Gio had that core who'd been there for maybe three or four years. You know, your Tav, Golton, um, Davis, Arfield, Morelos, Kent, your, your old reliables, McGregor. Um, now we've got Davies, um, Tillman, Cholak. Lawrence Matondo, um, every all of these players have come in, and we said I said it last week. They've come in to compete with the first team players that are there. It's no longer a given who's going to start for most of it. Um, so it's no surprises to me that this is the strongest like twenty odd. Yeah, and I think um, touching on the comments, Davy as well. Um, it meant about. What we've seen in the in the training um, ground, and just kind of what Colin's talking about there, it, it would be, it wouldn't be Connor Golden. Connor Golden's known for being very sh- straight from the hip type stuff. Uh, not going to put his name to something that is potentially going to bite him in the backside um, a month down the line, two months down the line. He get really kind of shirked at the time for the comments that he made after the, the Hibs game, um, directly after the, the game at Hamden. He was actually 100% spot-on with what he said um, about the desire and stuff. And um, kind of looking back at that stuff, and then when he makes comments like that, it does make you kind of sit up and go, right, OK, maybe maybe there is something to this guy. And um, if he's seen something, then maybe we should give him a bit of a slack. Yeah, I mean, well, Connor's uh, comments after that Hibs debacle at Hamden, I mean, some people reacted, you know, quite badly to, you know, he shouldn't be saying things like that. But maybe he was just speaking the truth. And and you look at how the Rangers squad reacted to that, you know, and in, in some of the the European games in particular, you know, where we've got our, our backs to the wall and we'll get out there 
Uh, and I didn't see some of the, the, the problems which Connor Goldson had identified seemed to, at that point, be addressed. So, I mean, sometimes you you don't want to hear it, but you should hear it because it's good for you, you know, because we can kid each other on, you know, all sweetness and light. And, and when it isn't, someone should say that. I mean, I, I'm all for Connor, you know, sticking up for his teammates and all that. But just a, a, on a, a general note, really, is that I, I'm hoping that there will be, you know, the squad of 22 where someone who's 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 selected for the first 11 and, and doesn't, you know, reach the required standard, then they get yanked and, and the next guy goes in who, who will hopefully reach the required standards. I want Giovanni to be absolutely brutal. You know, this isn't a, you know, we're all mates contest. It's it, We're in a results-driven business. You know, the Rangers fans just would not put up with that. So, I mean, there may there'll be occasions, you know, where there are mitigating circumstances and, you know, and we would be heartless not to take that into consideration. But if on the whole, you know, over the longer term, we will find out what sort of level of player John Suter is and whether the jersey's too big or, you know, and things like that. That will all come to pass. But we shouldn't be, uh, if John Suter was not capable of producing the required level of performance on Saturday, then he shouldn't have been in the first 11. If there was anything, you know, behind the scenes which would may, uh, you know, lead to a lesser performance, then we need to put someone else. We've got perfectly adequate uh, reserves, you know, on the bench, then they should be. I want I want Giovanni to be ruthless and 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 required. And and Scott Wright's one who's going to have to learn this year where he will not be protected because there are people on the bench who are who are as good as, if not better, than he is. So He's got a big season ahead of him, Scott, right? So he's, we're going to find out whether he's a Rangers player or not. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, 100%. Um, just going over to yourself, Mason, just on his comments on the, the team being stronger. Um, I know we've only played one more competitive, one competitive game so far. Um, with Bassi going, Aribo going, and the players that have come in, where do you kind of stand on that from what you've seen and where it looks just now? I think it's, I like the comments because I think it's a big statement to to say uh, on the back of a team that just got to a Europa League final and, and lost two very good players to then say, well, we're, we're stronger. Um, and, and I hope we are, and, and say signings. I hope turn out to be uh, what, what you know what we want, and, 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 it, and it you know we win the lot. But um, I think you know Goldson. I, do you remember there a few like a few podcasts ago where we didn't sign anyone, and just before Rebo went, and we were going, "Where's the new players coming in?" You think Goldson wouldn't have signed a new deal for me unless Gio would have said, "Look, we're going to be even stronger next season." So that was, you know, I think Goldson he would have definitely been asking, "What's going on?" Um, you know, this season, if he's going to, especially if he's going to sign for another four years, because he knows with the pressure. Um, but if you do look at it and you say Bassi's a great player, um, you know, he's going to be a big loss. 20, 20 million, though, for us, I think it's, an, it's a great deal. But then you go and look, we've signed um, one of Bazikta's best players uh, at left back, who's some, he's only 21, but he's played in the Champions League. He's won leagues and won cups, which I think is so important coming to us. Um, and, and played played in front of really passionate fan base where the media is just like he's in Scotland. So I think he, you know, reading about him as well, I think he could be turned out to be a right good signing. And also Ben Davis as well, which you know we spent going to be four million pounds maybe to pair Goldson left footer. 
but someone that when he was at Preston was 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 very very good, and and you don't get signed by Jurgen Klopp if you're you're a bad player. So you know you, you take that away and you go, yes, we've lost Bassi, but we've gone and added two quality players in two positions. Then yeah, we are stronger. And then in the midfield, you say about Tillman, Lawrence. You know the reports about Tillman. I'm getting really excited by Tillman, and I think that he could add numbers that Joe Rebo, as good as he was last season, didn't do. So it's it's exciting, and and, and the comments from Goldson today are, are are really good. And just hopefully, you know, with a game tomorrow, we can go. He can, they can go and back it up. You know, you you mentioned about a couple of things there, like um, the media um, in comparison to the Scottish media, and um, you, you went in a wee bit more depth about the players that we've signed. Do you know what? I watched a wee bit of the other team from Glasgow's game at the weekend and uh, see when they were coming out. You know, I was going like that. Ah, who is it that signed? Because I, I don't see anyone. But yet, in the fan, in the, in the media, they've been hyped up as if there's been like, this massive overhaul and they've, they've added real strength and depth to the team. But then when you look at us, we've brought in a player from Bayern Munich, we've brought in a player from this, brought in a player that's played Premier League. Played another player, Suter, that's played with um, the third best team in Scotland, Scottish internationalist, and there really isn't any kind of. It's just like I Rangers have signed another player. There's no really any kind of major. Well, Rangers are actually meaning business here. It's mad. Um, what do you think on that, Colin? Ah, yeah, I think um, I, I don't think um, you need to go too far to find my opinions in the mainstream media up here. Um, they're very. Um, very one-sided, um, we'll put it that way, we'll keep it fa- family-friendly tonight, because um, I'll be here to give my all thoughts, but you're, you're spot on, like the, like the work I feel, what I've seen is Celtic have sent, it, it's all been about the, the numbers Celtic have spent, um, but £17 million of that has, has been going on, keeping what they had last year. Um, for me, I'm not really interested on how much Rangers are actually spending, because um, you know that's that. David Murray was like, yeah, we the Murray years. He wanted that ten million pound striker. Doesn't matter who it was, just as long as it cost ten million pound. Rangers are away for that. If you look at the players we've got, Tavernier was what quarter of a million pound. Um, brought an Alan McGregor back in a free. Connor Golson two million pound. Arfield in a free. Morelos was he know about a million pound or whatever. It doesn't matter how much money we're spending. It's that we're getting value and adding that on. So. I'm not chasing this figure. Um, aye, it's nice and glamorous um, if we spend X amount of million, but where Rangers are right now, um, you know, I, I don't want to see them getting in £23 million for Calvin Bassey and then spending £20 million on the one player. That's not where we are right now. We need to be cleverer and we need to use a, we need to use the shouting network that we have done really well. Um, so I think that's where... That's been the difference um, in the media report, and it's just been Rangers have brought in a number of players, and uh, but Celtic have spent X amount, whereas time will tell who's spent their money more wisely. Yeah, definitely. Um, just moving on, um, obviously the press conference today was um, largely based on the, the game tomorrow, um, Champions League qualifier, um, which will take us to the playoff if we manage to, to get past Union from Belgium. There's not a huge amount known about this club. Obviously, they've they've came from kind of second division into the first division, and then managed somehow to to actually really challenge for the title last season, which is remarkable when you think of the kind of standard of the. I mean, I, I don't watch much um, international football, but um, Belgium is one of the, the kind of premium teams out there with the, the players that they they're able to produce. And when you look at any major leagues within. The world, there's, there's Belgian players there. Um, Davy, how do you see this going? Obviously, it's one of the ones where you are playing a team that lacks a lot of um, the history. And I mean, some of the teams that were playing last season, like the Razamataz of like playing Dortmund and stuff, where you're going in, and you're like, if we're able to even get a, a half decent result away, I'll be happy with this, and we can somehow manage to nick it at Ibrox. This is one of these games where you're. You're probably going to get you're probably going to get slaughtered if you don't win comfortably away, and then if you don't do it at home. But in reality, it's actually a obviously a very strong team that we're going to be coming up against. Oh, there will be a strong team, and we we only have to go back to last year when we played Malmo 
you know, and how that all unfolded for us. So let that be a wee uh, note of caution for us. So they, they, they will not be dumplings. They You can bet your bottom dollar. So you're thinking Geo and, and the back backroom staff will have done their homework. They know exactly what they're walking into tomorrow. Uh, <clears throat> they've added to the squad, you know, we should be set. This game is far too important for us to be in not applying ourselves 100% to the task at hand because this is an absolutely massive game for us. I mean, on this tie alone, we will we will win more money by putting out USG than we will for winning the Scottish Premier League. So that's the scale of it, you know, of the difference here in terms of how important European football is, is for Rangers. Because, you know, Scottish football, you know, there's no getting away from it. It's a, it's a bit of a backwater. There's no money in it. So for us to continue to to add to the squad and develop and, you know, for Connor to tell us again next year that the squad has moved on and we've improved, we need access to those funds. Those funds are, are in Europe, so we need to deliver. The game is massive tomorrow. It's, uh, I mean, I've been thinking about this for, for a couple of weeks, you know, this game, saying, you know, this is so important for us. We must not fail here. You know, and if we do, then you know we'll we'll probably uh, drop into Europa League and and we'll just kind of downgrade our, our expectation. But as as things stand, we should be going in there one hundred percent prepared. No, no excuses here, guys. We've had months to prepare for this. We knew exactly what was coming, so it's time to deliver, and 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 we need to go get to the job tomorrow. It's it's massive for us as a club. As a club, as you know, but for Gio's team as well, you know, and he's seen that you know from the you know the Bassey sales and, and and last year's run where that brings us, the whole thing begins to snowball. This is where we want to be. So the, tomorrow is just the next step in that journey. There was there was a comment there, Mason, um, from near and far. Um, asking whether Yilmaz should go in for Borna. Obviously, he's not had much time on the park, but um, where do you see that kind of going? Do you, do you, would you take Borna's right out? Obviously, he's a confidence player as well. Is that going to absolutely smash him? Or do you go, like Davis says, and be ruthless with us? I think if Yilmaz was in a few days earlier, I would have said absolutely. I don't think Borna played particularly well again at the weekend. First goal, Suter got a lot of stick, obviously, for letting the, the Livy striker turn him, but he doesn't go and attempt to win the first ball. And how many times have we seen that with, with Barisic over the years? I think defensively, he's pre-season as well. I just think he's been been all over the shop and he hasn't helped Suter out at all. And Suter's the one that's took most of the, the brunt of it. Um, so I think Yilmaz, the money we're uh, paying for him, the team he's coming from, you know, the the potential he's got, I think he's coming in to be first first choice. And I think he should be, to be honest. I think as, as good as Barisic has been for us, there's been a lot of times, as you said, with his confidence when it drops, cost us a lot of points, a lot of goals. Um, and, and I think that, you know, listening to Gio actually on, on his press conference on Friday, it wouldn't actually surprise me if Yilmaz comes in straight away because um, he spoke about his pre-season. He said he's ready. Um, and I don't think Borna covered himself in glory, but you know it's a big ask for for someone that's only been in the building for what three days. So I think it will it probably will be Borna uh, to start tomorrow. Yeah, the, the, I think as well you you touched on it earlier with, with Kamara and said it wouldn't be a surprise if Kamara was one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, European football obviously shoots him down to a team. Um, do you see any other kind of surprises in the selection tomorrow? Kind of anything that will make you go? wasn't expecting that. Not really, to be honest. Obviously, Kent Kent's uh, not travelled, so um, you know I, I think Lawrence will go and play out there, and I think Tillman will start. No, I don't think Tillman will start. I think Kamara will play in the ten. Jack and Lundstrom. Jack will come back in, and uh, right wing will be. If we've got Lawrence, uh, will be right again. Um, I, I can't really see. You know, Kyle up front. We haven't got much choice. Um, you know, obviously, if if Suter's Suter not travelled as well, so that would be one I'd be looking at, thinking maybe, you know, that would be would Sands go in, but I think it's quite obvious from Sands coming in. I thought he played really well at the weekend. I've got to be honest, I've not really been struck by him, James Sands. Um, but I think last season, anyway, pre-season, he's you know, it, it no surprise that he's got a you know a World Cup coming, which which helps with all our signings apart from um, 
uh, Yilmaz and, and Ben Davis. Everyone else is, is chomping at the bit to play uh, in the World Cup, which is only good news for us. So, you know, I think I think Sands will go in and, and, and before Ben Davis is fully fit, he might make that, that shirt his own. Like, I've I've been following Rangers since I was in um, proper following them. And I remember, like, going in against uh, Maritimo and, and teams like Fenerbahce. And it was it was back during the days, like, where you would have to listen to the radio. That's how far back uh, <laughs> I go back. Um, I don't remember there ever being such a buzz about European football as what we've got just now, Colin. Um, I don't know whether that is a culmination of... <laughs> there's, a, there's a large proportion of our support that don't see us as being fully back from what happened in 2012 until we hear that Champions League music. Um, I think that there's obviously a huge amount... Gerard has to play in this where he's actually proper put in this kind of expectation where we're like at the very least we should be challenging for European football after Europe. Um, Dick Advocat wanted that year on year and didn't really deliver it much. Um, we spent a hell of a lot of money trying to do that and trying to really kind of sit at the top table. Um, I get a proper buzz of like, I mean in Europa League you come up against the odd Dortmund, you come up against the odd Porto, um, but if you're in the Champions League, it's like glamour ties every single week um, or every second week. Have you got that buzz, mate, or is it just is it just me and Knightswood that's got that now? No, um, I'm fully I'm fully there with you, mate. Buzzing at the prospect, um, you know, a, a dark Tuesday, Wednesday night, floodlights on the Ibrox, and you just. Like the, the music just burst out of nowhere as the t- players come down the tunnel. I remember it as well, mate. Um, and, um, I, I find the good thing about where we are now is there's we have milestones. I don't think MD's really got enough. Well, I'd, people do. In my mind, I don't, think we'll, I don't have this place where we'll be fully back when X, Y, and Z happens. For me, we are fully back, but there's always the next milestone. So when we first came back up, it was you know beating Celtic again. Then winning uh, the league again, finally competing in Europe, um, and we've more than competed in Europe. Now the next milestone is getting back in the Champions League proper. Um, uh, we've got scar tissue as a um, as a fan base, don't we? Even after last year, there's still that wee bit in always. That it's just Rangers. Uh, th- this will be this will be the time that Rangers fall at the first hurdle. Um, because we've done that before, we've seen it in 2008. Was it Kaunas we went out afterwards? Um, so I think that's going to take a long, long time to knock out of us, um, maybe even a generation. Um, but I'm hoping it starts now. Um, I've seen only four home nations just put Rangers have come a long way since 2012, and we need to enjoy that. Um, we need to remember that and enjoy everything that we do. Um, for me, everything should be that much sweeter when you remember what happened to us. Everybody wanted us dead. Everybody had us put down. So getting in the Champions League ordinarily for a Scottish club would be amazing. But where Rangers have come from in the last 10 years just at, elevates that, that wee bit more. Um, I've got the fire in my belly. Butterflies just thinking about it, man. Um, I'm hoping, hoping I've not spoke all this in vain um, and we go out and do the job tomorrow. Yeah. And, do you know, see, as you were speaking, Colin, like, the job that we've done um, since coming back up and, and Gerard properly getting the off of the neck and properly turning us into a football team, a proper Rangers football team again. You look at it, wasn't that long ago that a Scottish team getting into the qualifier that we're in just now would have been seen as, oh, they, they were doing actually pretty well there. The fact that we have the potential of two Scottish teams being in the Champions League, multiple teams being in Europe, Let's not talk about what Motherwell done the other night. Um, or let's, it's quite funny. But um, the fact that Scottish football is at that point in Europe just now, it's not down to any other team other than Rangers Football Club. Um, it's us that have actually done that. Um, Scottish football have seen a resurgence in Europe because of us. Um, there's teams that are getting money, that are getting... Um, publicity, they're getting players that wouldn't normally come to them um, and it was all of us um, Davey, a lot of people will never ever say that 
Um, a, a huge number of people in Scotland won't even entertain the fact that Rangers are um, any good for Scottish football whatsoever, but it's pretty obvious when you look at what happened in 2012, the years that we were down there, clubs were struggling financially, and then all of a sudden we're up and we're proper Rangers again, doing the stuff, and there's teams that are actually benefiting out of it again. Well, some of the other clubs, you know, they're, they're blinded by their hatred because they, they just can't bring themselves to admit it. That Hearts will have group section football this year wholly on, on the back of, of Rangers' performances the last four years. So, you know, getting to European competitions, you know, after Christmas in the last four years is, is what's driven it all on all the way to the final last year. So that level of, of our country's coefficient is now uh, reaping its reward in terms of getting, you know, Hearts, Motherwell, Dundee United into European competitions. But as we saw from Motherwell the other night, they, they will make a complete arse of it. So, but they're, they're, they're virtue of, of Rangers' Rangers performances. So there's, there's, and if they deny that, you know, it just lets you know who they are. We could, we could probably script it now. You know what they'll say? Uh, it's, the, it's nothing to... They, they would ar- ar- argue black was white when it... it comes to uh, being rational about Rangers, so I've, I've long since given up, given up on those guys. So no uh, skin off my nose. Credit, Davy. Uh, there was a reason why I came to you and asked you that there, um, Mason. Just looking at the weekend, um, it's a chance for the the Rangers team to to really bed in at Ibrox. Um, some of the new boys to actually proper experience. There was comments about oh, what an experience playing at uh, Ibrox against Spurs now. Wait until the experience does compare. What's your thoughts on the weekend, bud? Yeah, really looking forward to, to it. Um, you know, I always like it when we, we start our, our first game at Ibrox and the, the new players get a taste of, of what it's all about. You know, they just you can just tell walking out the tunnel, they're just like, wow. Um, but, you know, as, it's hard to, I'll be honest with you, it's hard to sort of fully think about Saturday with, with such a big game sort of coming up tomorrow. Um, but, I think one thing with, with you know, David was talking about it earlier with, with Gio, I think it will definitely, I don't think we'll have a sort of strongest 11. I think it will be a, a game by game basis. And that's something I really like with Gio is he's not scared to to pull players in and out, you know, for, for certain games, change the formations. I mean, we, we was talking about Saturday and at halftime he makes a substitution. It's right. No, I, if, if it was Gerard was today, I think I reckon it would, would have been another 15, 20 minutes and, and we wouldn't have made a change. So, yeah, looking forward to sort of, you know, being back at, you guys obviously back at Ibrox, but, you know, watching it and, and, and the sound about Ibrox in the summer, it just looks, for me, the, you know, you can't be under the lights, but all the colours, um, you know, I'll be watching it hopefully in the in the Green Man this weekend, so I'm really looking forward to that. But, you know, get the result tomorrow and then, you know, take care of, of Killy on, on Saturday. Colin, uh, obviously, Mason said there, we've got a, a huge game tomorrow night. Not to detract from that, Um First question is, you're not in Ireland at the weekend, are you? No, I'm back uh, for the first home game of the season and uh, barring disaster like my smart card not working, which um, I don't know, I'll be kick-offs at three, so I'll be there at half 12 to make sure I get in in time. Brilliant. And uh, Davey, are you going on Saturday, big guy? Club deck loyal? Absolutely. Well, I'll... As I will be for all the home matches, so it's uh, it's just what we do. I, mean, I don't do the away games; it's for reasons we won't go into now. But uh, no, uh, last season I was every home game, every home game. So uh, I'm hoping to be do the same this year. You know, barring uh, anything unforeseen. But you know, we turn up and uh, and Geo's for me has given me you know hope. Because sometimes, you know, last year and, and, and under Gerard, you know, we struggled taking a breakdown teams who'd come up against, you know, you know how they're going to play, Ibrox. You know what command that they're going to do. I know that, you know that, Gio knows that. And it's uh, hopefully he's put the squad in place to just blitz them. And I think, you know, and I, can I put on the, the post and the, the match comments on Saturday, see if we can blitz a couple of these teams, you know, when they're coming up with 10 men behind the ball. Maybe they'll try something else. But uh, it's going to be a long season for us, you know. If if they get a, a whiff that this is a successful strategy against Rangers, we really need to disabuse them of that notion. So when they come, we come up against it, absolutely blitter it, and maybe they'll try something else. Because at the moment, it's uh, 
and and hopefully with the players will then start converting more of our chances, you know, because we had the, the Motherwell and Aberdeen games last season where we're, I mean, the, look at Saturday, we've got 83% possession. They've got 17% possession. We've got 21 shots at goal, six on target, eight corners. They've got no corners. So you, this is not a, a, two, a genuine contest. It's, it's fairly one-sided, but yet the result was only 2-1. I'm hoping that we can convert, you know, that level of dominance in the games into into some more goals and and probably just a, a easier ride for us. And I, and I think that will come, you know, because uh, once the the squad you know, and Geo begins to look at his options, understands what his best options are, then I, I'm 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 really uh, looking forward to this season to see what how Geo uh, unpacks all this. Yeah, um, you know, just as you were speaking there as well. See during the game um, when Tillman came on, it looked like I said earlier on. It looked like um, the the Livingston team didn't really know how to deal with another big big player being on the park. In the gone by, see two and three players around Kent, and and it would kind of nullify Kent to a certain being. You would see him drifting out of the game, and he would try his hardest, but sometimes it just wouldn't come. Um, I wonder if this season is going to be the seasons where. Opposition teams struggle to, to pick a Rangers player who to double up on because there, there seems to be quite a few attacking options there, um, which is exciting. It's really really exciting to be to be talking about the likes of Matondo. He's not even been brought up tonight. Um, he's someone that has really excited during pre-season. Um, Lawrence hasn't really got started yet properly, but you can tell that he, I mean the amount of shots that he took at the weekend. He's like he's not going to be just trying to pass the ball into the net. Um, so it bodes well, especially for like you said, like you said, the games at Ibrox where we want to be bombarding the teams. Um, so I, guys, I think as Mason mentioned earlier, you know, it's the the numbers, you know, the assists, the goals and the assists from midfield, you know, and from the right hand side, you know, are going to have to. Mm. We should be spreading the load. So they, they, those defenses should be have the question in their head. We don't really know whether to direct our fire. Whereas you know that if you can stop Kent you're going to uh, stop pretty much 50% of what Rangers' attacking options are. So uh, I'm hoping that we can come at them from a number of angles and and, and adapt. But Geo's has proven to be uh, quite adaptable. So um, I think, for me anyway, we're in capable hands. See, just on Matondo and Kent, Craig, you mentioned that um, he's barely going to talk about tonight. I, I think he comes in tomorrow night. Um, I've just seen the comments, David Tomlinson um, of the pod. Hope you're feeling better, David. Um, he asked who who plays instead of Kent tomorrow. I think last week in the press, Geo said it's it's just a precaution that he was rested on Saturday. So for me, just linking out what any of what he's are saying, Matondo comes in on the left for me potentially, um, maybe right or uh, Lawrence um, and and the other flank we have on one that is, but that's the difference already. This time last season, it would have been shite the bedtime if Ryan Kent was out injured um, for a European qualifier. It's not that new because even if Matondo doesn't play, which I think he will, we've got Lawrence, we've got right potentially Tillman as well. Yeah, exciting stuff, man. Exciting stuff. Um, right, just wrapping this up, guys. Um, Mason, a wee prediction for tomorrow night? Um, well, to be honest with you, I think we all got a little bit excited Thursday and predicted, what was it, three, fours, fives, we was going to come out the blocks and after four minutes we're 1-0 down, so... Might be a little bit more reserved with with this one, but no, I do I do fancy us and, and uh, the team the team we're playing. I think they nearly won the title last season, to be fair. But I'm pretty sure they've lost six or seven key players um, this summer. So you know, still be still be you know tough to beat. They're, they're playing us. I'm sure they'll be up for it. But I, I fancy us to go out there and and, and uh, go and get result. I'm going to say two nil to the Teddy Bears. First goal scorer. First goal scorer. I had Colat's first goal. Got that wrong, so I'll probably get this one wrong and all. Um, I'm going to go Kolach. He's, he's, I'm going to keep going until he does it. <laughs> David, um, do you see any, any hiccups tomorrow or is it going to be a, just a resounding win? Uh, I, I, it may not be a resounding win, but any sort of win would be uh, most welcome. So they will obviously have a go at us, which is good, I think, for, for Rangers' point of view. Uh, but I'm, I'm going with uh, Mason's call 2-0. And who scores the first goal? It matters not a jot to me, to be honest. But I'm 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 going to pick John Lundstrom just to give you a name. So John Lundstrom. 
baby, big guy, that's turning into your catch. That is that is sticking. I'm going to put you down in my contact list as not a jot, Davy Pollock. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Colin, um, are we going high or low with scores tomorrow? Oh, I'm going to go for it, man. I must have pointed in a podcast if you can't kind of get excited about it. Three nothing to the famous. Um, <laughs> just where Davy was saying there, I, I think I think USG will, will tank about. Um, but there's no way goal rules knows if they can sit and try and get a draw, then Nick at Ibrox where they won't go over. They need to come out and try and win it. And I think that Rangers, that's what Rangers doing to a tee. Um, I think all Rangers, I'm going to go Matondo for the first goal, should he play? Nice, nice. Um, well, just, to, just to put my wee bit in, um, I'm going for a 2 0 Rangers win um, with Golds with a heater. Uh, that's my that's my bit um, on the, the game tomorrow but um, just before we wrap up as well um, uh, one of our podders um, David Tomlinson just on behalf of all the boys tonight just wish you a speedy recovery buddy and, um, we're all rooting for you um, and guys my first hosting tonight um, hopefully I've not bored anyone or offended anyone um, I am ready to basically go in for a shower because I've been sweating the whole time, like absolutely crapping myself, but um, thanks to Colin for giving me the opportunity um, and thanks to Davey and Mason um, for their um, phenomenal take on the weekend and um, the look ahead to the week ahead um, but this is a total buzz getting to do this um, on behalf of the gallant few we are the people <laughs>